night, babe. I hope you're about to go to bed, have sweet dreams, and sleep all night. Maybe dream about us. I know for whatever reason you're listening to this, so you can't talk to me. Or maybe you're just tired and need my voice to go to sleep. So I want to read you Beauty and the Beast. Once upon a time in a castle, there lived a spoiled, selfish prince. One cold, rainy night, a hardened woman knocked on the door, seeking shelter from the bitter cold in exchange for a single rose. Repulsed by her appearance, the prince turned her away. She warned him not to be deceived by appearances, for true beauty lies far within. Then he scorned her again, the woman's unwillingness mended away to reveal a beautiful enchantress. The prince tried to apologize, but it was too late. She had seen there was no love in his heart. So she transformed him into a hideous beast and placed a powerful spell in the castle and all who lived there. The beast concealed himself in the castle with a magic mirror as his only window to the outside world. The rose she had given him would bloom for many years. If he could learn to love and earn someone else's love in return, by the time the last petal fell, the curse would be broken. If not, he would stay a beast for all time. Nearby, a girl named Belle lived in a small French town with her father, who was an inventor. Belle loved reading because her stories in her books took her on adventures she couldn't get to within her small town. One day, her father hitched a wagon onto the horse. Felipe and took his invention through the woods to enter into the fair but along the way he got lost Felipe got spooked and bolted leaving her father all alone when the wolves attacked her father had to seek shelter in a dark gloomy castle inside the castle her father Maurice was amazed to find the servants were enchanting objects the clock a um, Calabrea, a teapot that could talk. They put him next to the fire to warm him up. But just then, the castle, the master of the castle, a huge terrifying beast came in. I, I didn't mean any harm, Marie stammered. I just needed a place to stay. I'll give you a place to stay, the beast growled, and he locked up Maurice into a dungeon. Meanwhile, Gaston, a British man from town, who thought Belle was very beautiful, called on Bella at her house. He'd arranged everything in their front yard for their wedding, and he went inside to ask her to marry him, but Bella politely declined. Gaston was humiliated and upset. I'll have Bella for my wife, he vowed. Make no mistake about that. But when when they'd all done, Bella went outside again to do her chores. Just then, Felipe the horse came trotting up without Maurice, her father. Belle knew something must have happened to her father, so she got on Philippe and took her, he took her back to the castle. Belle creeped inside. Hello, is there anyone there? I'm looking for my father, she howled, in a frightening light. She followed a frightening light into the dungeon where she found her father locked into a cell. No, you must go, Maurice tried to warn Belle to run. But just then the beast found her. Belle offered to take her father's place as the beast's prisoners and he accepted. He'd freed Maurice, then showed Belle upstairs to her room. 
The castle is yours now. You may go wherever you like, said the beast, except for the west ring. That wing is forbidden. The beast asked Belle to join him for dinner that night, but she refused. She just lost her father and her freedom all in one day and was very upset about it. But later that night, when she grew hungry, she crept downstairs and the servants were happy to serve her dinner with dancing and singing. Meanwhile, Maurice had made it back to the town and begged for the townspeople to help him free Belle from the horrible beast. But the townspeople laughed and called him old crazy Maurice. But Gaston hatched a plan to get Belle to marry him. After dinner, Belle wanted to explore the castle, so she slipped away from the servants and crept up to the west wing. She was starting to find ripped curtains and broken furniture. She also found a rose glowing under a glass dome. Some of the petals had already started to fall off. She reached out to touch it, but just then the beast came into the castle. I mean, sorry, the beast came into the room. What are you doing? He bellowed. You do not, you do not, you do know what you've done. Get out, get out, he said. Belle was frightened and she ran right out of the castle, got on Philippe and rode back into the woods. But in the woods, wolves attacked her. Belle fought them off with a big stick, but the beast jumped in to protect them. He fought off the pack of wolves, but was badly hurt. He staggered and fell in the snow. Belle could have left, but she was kind and took Beast back to the castle to tend to his wounds. By the way, thank you for saving my life, she said. You're welcome, said the Beast. After that, Belle saw a gentle side of the Beast. He gave her his entire library of books because he knew she liked to read. They went for walks in the snowy garden and read by the fire. One night, the Beast put on an enchanted dinner and afterwards they danced in the ballroom. He asked Belle if she was happy with him there. She said she was, but she missed her father dearly. So the beast showed her the enchanted mirror, which would show her whatever she wanted to see. Belle asked, Belle asked to see her father. The mirror showed Maurice alone in the woods, lost, cold, and sick. The beast knew what he had to do. He released Belle, giving her freedom again. You must go, he said. He gave Belle the enchanted mirror so that she could always have a look back and remember him. Thank you for understanding how much he needs me, she said. Belle found her father in the woods and got back, got him back home to warm up. He asked how she was able to escape the terrible beast. I didn't escape, Papa. He let me go, Belle said. He's different now. But before she could explain, there was a knock on the door. It was Gaston with the man from the asylum come to take Maurice away. I can clear up this little misunderstanding, Gaston promised, if you marry me. I'll never marry you, Bella said. My father's not crazy and I'll prove it. Belle got the enchanted mirror and showed the townspeople the image of the beast. They were afraid of him. Oh no, he's not dangerous though, Belle assured them. He's really kind and gentle. He's my friend. Gaston was so jealous of the way she spoke of the beast, he snatched the mirror and relayed to the townspeople to march to the castle and kill the beast. They locked Belle and Maurice in their cottage, but Chip had stowed away in Bella's bag and he helped them escape so they could find so they could go and warn the beast. The enchanted servants had fought off the townspeople at the castle, but Gaston slipped upstairs and found the beast. He shot him with an arrow and the beast fell out of the window onto the roof.
Gaston followed, but the beast wasn't fighting back. Without Bell, he no longer cared about anything. But just then he heard Bell's voice shouting, No, no, please don't. Hearing her voice filled him with hope, and he found that the will to defend himself. He grabbed Gaston and said, Leave and never come back. Then he climbed up to the roof of the balcony where Bell was waiting, but Gaston surprised him and stabbed the beast. Gaston, stat- Gaston slipped on the wet floor and fell. Before the beast could fall, Bell grabbed him by the collar and pulled him over the railing. At least I got to see you one last time, the beast whispered. No, Bella cried. Please don't leave me. I love you. As she spoke, the last petal of the enchanted rose suddenly as she spoke, the last petal fell from the enchanted rose. Suddenly, magic sparkles began to swirl around the beast. He rose into the air and slowly, in a shower of light, Bell watched as he transformed into a man. He stood and turned to Bell. Bell, it's me, he exclaimed. She looked into his eyes and realized it was true. It is you, she said. Prince Adam kissed her. All over the castle, the enchanted servants were turning back into human themselves. Belle had broken the curse. Belle and Prince Adam were married, and Belle became the princess of the castle, and they all lived happily ever after. The end. Good night, Mama. I hope you sleep good. I love you. I'll talk to you soon. story it says it's um this is meant for younger kids but younger kids might find it scary because it's a giant talking chicken the story is called kentucky fried children before i read it i hope you're sleeping good i hope you sleep good tonight i'm glad you're listening to this i'm glad i can put you to sleep i love you with all my heart kentucky fried children on a farm in west kentucky lived a smart and rather plucky gigantic speckled farmyard hen who measured in at six foot ten this was no ordinary bird her intellect was quite absurd she read 1000 books a day and locals there would often say this hen was ridiculously smart her iq score went off the chart it was so clearly plain to see and nobody would disagree she had without a single doubt phenomenal amounts of clout to look at her you'd think that she was a happy bird as a bird could be but deep inside a fury burned ever since that time she learned her carefree days were all but done and soon she'd end up in a bun along mayonnaise gunk and other slimy greasy junk then processed paper wrapped and sold on discount to a 10 year old she thought this really can't be the way things that these things shall not end for me it drives me absolutely wild to think i'd end up in a child and selling me for 50 cents quite frankly makes me take offense i will devise a cunning plan to dodge that wretched flying frying pan and seek revenge on little chops that scuff at fast chicken chops those nasty girls and boys that munch 
of tender meat like me for lunch. She molded over day and night, and then at last she cried, Hooray! Now I have thought of this through. I know exactly what to do. I'll start a brand new chicken soup. I'll have every bit of meat I'll swap. She paused a moment and she smiled for tender, juicy bits of children. I think I'll wait until, she said, the little Brightons are in the bed. Then snatch the greasy, stinky tots and fry them in my my cooking pots. I must, of course, remove their hair, apply my secret crispy layer, and serve them in a bucket to every faithful barnyard crew. Then she cried, they are the mill. They'll understand just how I feel. The end. It was kind of goofy, kind of short, but I hope you enjoyed it. Good night. I love you. I'll talk to you in the morning. Bye, Mama.